Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks so much as always, and thank you from our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Dedicated solely to uh, making sure you're not going to get screwed by the insurance companies. That's right. Now, they may not use that language, but I did. They'll document any actions of bad faith by the insurer, and uh, they'll protect your rights and hold the insurance company accountable. That's a good thing. They're not Morgan & Morgan. they got offices throughout the state of Florida. If you file a claim and you don't get back what you think you should, it's not over there. Call the Morgan Law Group. They'll go out and fight for you. Storms, hurricanes, roof damage, lightning, mold, fires, boats, sinkholes, you name it. Give a call today, 888-904-2524, or go to policyadvocate.com. On with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, being Seminole Headlines, virtual orthodontics. Can't imagine Dr. Birch is pleased with what she saw in week one, but you'll be pleased if you take your kids, your family <laughs> members, or yourself to Birch Orthodontics for all your orthodontic needs. If you ever do smile again on a Saturday, you're going to want a winning <laughs> smile, the kind, that, the kind that you can only get at Birch Orthodontics. You can get a, uh, if you or your children, and it can't be you. They do, uh, they do yeah. a lot of work on adults as well. Um, and, uh, it's birchorthodox.com is the website. Go get a free consultation. They'll explain to you all the, all the different options you have. A lot of times they can avoid maybe more serious, uh, you know, like my daughter had, they thought that she was going to do serious surgery. She avoided that. Um, and then also, uh, they've got payment plans and they just great customer service. You'll, uh, and they're, they'll be with you for the rest of the time you're on this earth because they give uh, great care and customer service and, uh, VirtualOrthodox.com is the website, so uh, check them out. Chris writes, if Tate were to start against Miami, would he be better or worse than when Blackman started against Miami in 2017? Who knows? Uh, Blackman almost, well, did win them that game until the debacle at the end with the defense. He threw what should have been a game-winning touchdown pass. Um, I don't know. I have never seen Tate Rodemaker take a snap in college. So it's hard to say. I mean, he's a coach's kid. We've heard that, you know, he's he gets football. I mean, I think that he's a, a sharp kid. Um, you know, there's I, I think there's potential there. I would have – look, I mean, it's easy to second guess. I mean, they had a 10 nothing lead till midway through the third quarter. So maybe they didn't want to take any chances. But it might not, might not have been a bad idea to get him in for a, a series uh, during that pass game. I just – uh, I think everything's on the table now. I, I get that you don't want to ruin anybody, um, but 
I, I just, again, I, I don't think you can go into games with James Blackman as your guy unless something changes. Because really, that was the thing the last couple of years. Two years ago, they were going to ride with DeAndre Francois if he could stand up and play. Like, he was clearly the guy they were going to play. They weren't going to go to James Blackman. Last year, it was Blackman and Hornybrook, um, and they would go back and forth. But neither one of them was a really good option. Here, I think then they've, they've got to see what else they've got. Um, they, well, I yeah, just don't think you'd trap James out there every week. It is a shame, but again, almost I, I, James would never say this. He's, he's a competitor, I assume. Um, but almost to protect James from himself at this point, man. I, I, he, he's so, so fragile right now. He, he reverts back to all those horrible habits the second anything goes wrong. And that included, by the way, the, the one thing that we did want to see him get better at was composure. He wasn't composed in this game. He wasn't composed at all. When he needed to be composed, it wasn't there at all. He was frantic. So and, I Norvell, don't know what... and Norvell tried. I mean, he tried. Yeah. I mean, he, he was – I mean, it, it was he was as calm as he could possibly be. And I actually found know. it admirable how calm he was. I don't know that I could have done that. Um, yeah, he's not a calm person by nature either, especially in the heat, heat of competition. It'll be interesting what he what Norvell's mindset is when it comes to Blackman because we all don't want him to play anymore because he's we've seen him start 30 games. It's always the same. Does Norvell, is it just straight, clean slate, that's one start? I'm not going to hold the Sun Bowl. I'm not going to hold all the other failures against this kid because they, they weren't under my watch. And I can't just throw him out because of one poor game or does that come into his play at all? Like what happened the last two or three years? Cause they weren't it, under his watch. I think it depends on whether he wants the passing game to average four and a half yards in attempt for the rest of the season, because that's what it's going to be. That's what it was against Florida. That's what it was yeah. in this game. That's what it was. I mean, that's what it's going to be. I, I, again, this is never going to be an ideal. But that's what I'm saying. The Florida game wasn't him. So, no, but he knows what happened. I, yeah. I'm saying it's it, there's a body of evidence that's actually overwhelming. You know, this is unfortunate for James. And again, we've all mentioned the things, the calamity of errors that have led to this moment. But it's not going to be undone, and things aren't going to get better. You know, other schools start freshman quarterback. Georgia Tech just freaking did. Yeah. On the road against a defensive line they assumed would probably dominate their offensive line because their offensive line a year ago was pathetic. It was the only one worse than Florida State. Yet, you know what they did? They said, we had a quarterback last year who stunk. Yeah. So I'm going to start this kid because I know that kid sucks. So I'm going to start Jeff Sims, and he may lose us the game, but I'm going to ride and die through this year with that kid because by the following year, he'll get better. And if he doesn't, I'll replace his ass too. You can't sit around forever worried about people's feelings anymore, man. I would be moving on. No, I, I wasn't saying feelings. Like, let's let's give James a fair shot. I'm saying his – He's going to get out of that kid. He got all the wrong answers on that Saturday, yeah. all the wrong throws. All I mean, There's nothing about but what I think the decision, that... the decision he'll make moving forward, I, I don't know how much he's going to put into 2019 – in 2017. No, I, I think I, it's well, all what what he's seen in 2020. I've seen enough in 2020. I, I've I, seen, I saw enough. Yeah. I've seen enough to last me 10 lifetimes. <laughs> all right. We got questions. Let's get some questions. Tony writes, all right, guys. You and all, many, and all the fans and other media members are wanting to replace Blackman after one game for Chubba, Tate, or Jordan. Uh, well, now, Tony, in fairness, i got to correct you there. It's for a lot of games. A lot of games. But anyhow. Uh, my question is, what good would that do if the offensive line sucks, especially if there are injuries there? 
Wouldn't that stunt their growth if they're seeing ghosts like Blackman? Wouldn't it be better if you try to get everyone around them better this year, like Jimbo did with Jameis? Well, man, hold on. Slow your roll here. <laughs> the situation with Jameis was much better. <laughs> and have whoever ready next season when they know the offense will be better. Thanks and chin up. Um, okay. I'm not that is a real this. concern, though, if you throw a kid to the Wolves too early it, and you ruin them. Yeah, you, you could. You could. But or, Georgia Tech wasn't worried about it. No, and either was North Carolina last year. Yeah. Uh, any number of other kids started as freshmen and found a way. Uh, listen, you know, that's part of your job as a coach, right, is to understand that you're going to have to navigate some pretty choppy waters when you put a freshman out there because he's going to make – terrible mistakes like jeff sims like did. jeff sims did yeah like jeff sims did but you stick with him you calm him down you talk to him about what happened what went wrong and why you, you get answers from him and you guide him you teach him you coach him and you let him know you don't lie about it you say hey look you might take an ass kicking but i'm not going to judge you by that what i'm going to do is judge by how you get up how you respond do you improve do you learn from your mistakes i mean it's not easy and they're going to lose they're going to lose when they do that but they're going to lose regardless yeah. So you would it's not play. like Jay, it's not like Blackman has proven to be the safe choice. No. And and, and, and again, I mean, I just go go back to and I'm not again, it's not personal, but it goes back to stepping out of bounds a yard short short of the first down marker, which he's done numerous times. I mean, it's just he's he's doesn't he's not playing the game to win the the game, as we talked about in that last segment. I just so it's to me it's a non starter. Whether or not he runs the offense better, you have especially at that position. You have to have somebody who's a leader and who is competitive and is playing to win the football game. And I just don't, you don't see that at James Blackman. You never do. Ira, when, when my dad comes back to town, I'm sorry to bring him up twice in one show. By the way, did y'all, you didn't stay for the game? I left after the rain delay, after the second lightning delay. So your dad drove all the way to Tallahassee to watch the game on your TV? Oh, it's 82 inches of pure beauty. Uh, but yeah, apologies. We were, Never mind. I, we were, my bad. We were, we were at the game. We were on the 50 yard line in the first row and we were enjoying ourselves immensely. And then inexplicably, they stopped. First of all, before the game ever started, they said it, it wasn't going to start. Yeah. Uh, it, despite the that fact was it was bright and sunny, slight yep. breeze, beautiful, perfect weather. Uh, and that, that there was a lightning strike somewhere over the ocean. And, and now you're, you're going to get him started on the weather. No, but, but, but all I'll tell you is this. We were sitting there for that. We were there for all of the pomp and circumstance. We were ready to go. We were set, having a good time, sharing a beer, chilling mm. out. And mm. then the game started. We were into it. We were loud. We were cheering. My boys were with me. My dad was there. We were right there on the bench. Couldn't wait to see the interaction with the coaches and players, right? Got a lot of that. And then another delay. I said, listen, this game's going to end at 10 o'clock tonight. I'm not sitting here for that. And my dad said, I agree. Let's go look at the big screen. Got home in time to watch the restart. Okay, all right. And that you would have done the same, Corey. There was no reason to be there. No reason. I to mean, it's just cool that you were there with your dad. Part of me, uh, you know, my dad was a huge Florida State fan, obviously, and I feel bad that he missed the 13-year, the championship year, and the Jameis years. But then part of me is like, I don't know that he could take what we're He could take now. this? I, yeah. The reason I brought it's, him up, by the way, was not to do that. It was to say to Ira, Ira, your point about James running out of bounds a yard short, Next time it happens, I'm going to give you my dad's number. I want you to call him. He, he has seen that one too many times. And he says, <laughs> he says hateful things now when it happens. And now y'all aren't talking about the fourth and eight where he came up five yards short. There was a play earlier in the game. They no, still went for it and got it. 
yeah, but, but he, he somehow doesn't get the yard short. He's six five, and he doesn't go and get the first well, down. My dad said, "This is the fortieth time I've seen that kid do yeah. that." Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and in one game, Jeff Sims at least three times knew exactly the yard he had to get and got it. Yes, and so I don't. I'm not one of these people that's telling you Jeff Sims. Oh, Mike Norvell ruined his. He he's lost me because he didn't want Jeff Sims. I'm not sure Jeff Sims is going to be a great quarterback, but he's a football player. And, and he they, looked they need more cool, calm, collected, and poised yeah. and accurate than our quarterback. Yeah, the second, second half, half especially, yeah. Brad writes, we are 0-4 on our last four openers in Notre Dame and LSU twice are looming for our next three openers. That could be 0-7. Jeff, if we get to 0-10, who presents us with our own Platinum Bohica <laughs> trophy? <laughs> Remember, like, George, I think Alabama's in there, too, as a season opener. Or Georgia, somebody's in there. It's as not a, Alabama, I don't think. Um, it's, uh, I think Alabama 2025. I, I don't know if it's an opener or not, but they play Alabama and Georgia in this decade too. I'd like um, to cancel the Alabama game. I mean, cancel all of them or at least Coburn has got to figure out a way to start a, to have a game on August 20th where they're playing Charleston Southern. Even if you have to go to Charleston Southern, quit opening up with these teams. They wouldn't have beaten West Virginia either. Like, all right. so uh, here we go. I gotta get one more in before we go to break. All right. Shanika writes, hi, Jeff, Ira, and Corey. Hi, Shanika. I'm still trying to wrap my head around Saturday's disappointing loss, but I'm still left with this lingering question. Why did Warren Thompson write a press release with concerns about catching COVID only to show us he was worried for nothing because he can't catch bl- <laughs> Oh, come on now. Shanika. That's, uh, I mean, that's, a, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a cheap shot. Throwing a flag. Shanika's my new favorite caller or, uh, or writer to the show. Hey, Warren, this is tough love, man. This is tough love. You can win the fan base back by not dropping passes. Repeatedly, over yeah. and over and yeah. over and over yard line, again. One that would have been a first Always down. Always done. Ah! Hey, hey, here's another one. And again, I mean, we're just belaboring the point. I'm sorry. But like the pass that Warren Thompson catches for a first down that's going to give them first and goal, and then it gets reviewed after the next play is run, and because he didn't catch the ball, what the hell was that pass? Warren Thompson's wide open over the middle. I hey, didn't really man. see. Hey, what are we doing here? Are He's you like, going to do it? It's like you're having flashbacks. We get it, man. I went back and watched it. Warren Thompson had to like go back across his body, falling down to catch still that ball. Caught it, but yeah, yeah he yeah. still should have caught it. But it like there was nobody in his face. There was nobody in James's it's face. Ira, it's not good. Anyway. It's like James Blackman's not very good at playing quarterback. Oh, how about, right. By the way, how about the quick trigger on the replay ref? <laughs> like Florida State got to the line of scrimmage and was yeah. ready to snap I it and had no, snapped no, it. No. And like, no, no, no. no. Watch. Yeah, but two years ago, hey, man, whatever. Hey, yeah, it looked like Nooney scored, but whatever, man. We're all having fun. Run your play. Mike, Mike Norvell got a nice introduction to ACC officiating that afternoon. Yeah, there man. was also – there's another play. Well, anyway, yeah, there's a fishing matter. Let's go. Let's Seminole go. Seminole Headlines on 979 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 979 ESPN Radio. Gabe writes, Jeff, Ira, and the captain. With this team being a couple years away and lacking talent at some positions, why not be a little bit more aggressive on both sides of the ball? True, blocking and tackling have been poor for some time now, but I wish Norvell would take Corey's approach to heating up a frozen dinner and not letting the opponent or <laughs> letting the opponent, our shortcomings, or lean cuisine dictate our game plan. Uh, that's right. You, don't, you do it as long as you want to do it. I forgot about that. Hashtag 
hungry man. <laughs> so, no, I just said that I, I'm not about that life where, ooh, you cut a slit in the film, I'll do that, but then put it in for two minutes, take it out, stir it, put it back in. No, it's going in for five minutes. I'm going to stir it when I get it out of the microwave. I'm not getting up twice to do this nonsense. I'm going to eat when I'm going to, I'm not going to let lean cuisine Cor- dictate Cor- that I need Cor- to stir it. Corey's the only man in America who's not willing to do the diligence that it requires to microwave fast food. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's too much. It's too much. I'm tired of it. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. I wasn't, I was not pleased at all with the defense. Uh, we haven't talked, talked much about it and they only give up 16 points because of bad passes and blocked kicks. But uh, they were not very good, and they were not very aggressive. Eight yards per play. They gave up over 400 yeah. yards of offense. That's not a good Georgia They gave up 270 yards in the first half. No, they weren't good. They weren't good, no. period. No. Uh, I was bitterly disappointed with the defensive line as a whole. Uh, I thought the linebackers are a little bit better. They get uh, they don't get any help from guys off the edges. I can tell you that. Our defensive nope. ends are useless, uh, and, and we lack depth at the position. Uh, I, I would say that there didn't appear to be mass confusion at the very least, especially not on the back end. For the most part, they kind of got lined up, knew what they were being asked to do. I do think that they're going to lose games even while being better coached. And people won't want to hear that. Uh, but you didn't see the kind of mass disorganization and confusion uh, in the midst of losing this football game hey. that you saw for two years. One other thing I'd say on that is another thing that Norvell said Monday night on his coach's show that I thought was good. We didn't get to talk to him on Monday because it's not a game week. But he did say that one of the things they're going to spend a lot of time as a coaching staff this week is, you know, evaluating what this team is. what it, Now that they have game film. And I think they're, you know, accentuating strengths, minimizing weaknesses. I think you could see a different game plan, to his point, a little bit offensively and defensively going forward now that they know uh, what they have. Also, one other thing, you guys are talking about future schedules just for people who don't – so they don't have to look it up themselves. So next year's Notre Dame. year after that's LSU in New Orleans. year after that's LSU in Orlando. The year after that's Florida. Or no, no, excuse me. year after that's not Florida. Um, two years after that is Alabama. I'm not sure if they have 2024. Um, that Georgia game was supposed to happen. Did you sissies back out up and that's, ask? Uh, that's 27 Probably. and 28. That's, <laughs> it's 27 and 28. Kirby watched that on Saturday. He's, He's like, like, no, I no, no. No part. no part of this. No nope. part of they're good on special teams. Bob writes, a shout-out to Registers Meat Company. New names for the hosts, burger, steak, and chopped liver. We appreciate the candor and brevity during these extremely un- unbearable, excruciatingly, excruciatingly painful, and terribly difficult times. Is it safe to say that FSU has now gone the way of teams like Southern Cal, Michigan, UCLA, just irrelevant, non-existent? Bring on basketball. Well, I wouldn't throw UCLA into that mix. They've never, they haven't been good since Gary Beban was their quarterback in the the late '60s, um, contending for national titles. I mean, I, look, man, you can get it back quickly. Like Florida, literally earlier or last decade had two four and eight seasons within a four year span, and now they're top ten again. It can happen. It just you got it. Hopefully, you'd like it to happen quicker, but. There's there's no trajectory. Florida State's not Army or Navy. There's no trajectory where they just can't be good again. Um, they just have to, you know, get on the right trajectory. Hopefully they're there. Matt writes, ahem, I'll ask for the millionth time. How is the lost decade worse than these past four to five years? This sucks so bad. I now fear for Warchant.com and employees' jobs because we're a freaking joke of a program. 
Right. Uh, we appreciate this, the, uh, the, the, the support there or the, uh, the thoughts, but right now we're, we're doing okay. But, um, you know, look, I mean, I think that the, those questions kind of go together. I, I think right now, talent wise, there are some similarities to where it was in the last decade, the last few years, of the last decade. But the reality is most people in a, you know, they paint that whole decade is with one broad, one broad brush, mostly because you coined the phrase, the last decade, Jeff, That's but, correct. but those were di- those were all different teams. Like up till two thousand five, two thousand six, they still had plenty of talent. They were just poorly coached. They weren't 2000, coached. Yeah, two thousand seven, eight, nine. You started getting to where they were just didn't have talent. Uh, this team is kind of in a mix there. I mean, I think they're getting coached better now. Their the talent is down at some positions, but uh, there is still talent at some positions. It's not bereft like of talent. I'd, I'd like to say this. Uh, I view this sort of as a mosaic of suck. Mm. It's sort of a mosaic of suck. There's a piece over here, and then another piece. They all go to when you stand back, though. Hey, there. So somebody might walk up and say, "Hey, why didn't they just go with that purple for the whole picture?" Right. For the whole. Why picture. did they mix in that that putrid brown? Yeah, they did that they ugly orange. All this, but you really, you're not seeing the big picture. You got to step back away from it. Get away mm-hmm. from it. Make a bird's eye view. And when you mm. do that with this program now, you just see a mosaic of suck. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's the behind the scenes with the administration, the athletic department, the coaches, the players, the money situation, just get a big mosaic of social stuff. media. Don't forget social, social media, media thrown in there. Hey, that's that's, oh, that's pandemic. You've got a lot of suck to deal with here. Yeah. Yeah. Tough times. Uh, Jonathan writes, any particular reason we haven't heard anything from coach or from practice or any injury report yet? Uh, Travis J for quarterback the rest of the year. I think we can win Lamar Jackson style, maybe get six wins. They didn't, uh, we just didn't have no availability with Norvell yesterday there. And the, as far as injuries go, it's a combination of things. One is I don't think he's going to be a guy that's super uh, forthcoming with injuries in general. The other part of it is with COVID, um, they're just, they basically just taking the approach that they don't want to talk about anything about availability, who's available, who's not available, because then if they do, then they've got to, then it's basically implying somebody's got COVID if he's out, but he's not injured. And so it's just this year's going to be a grind, I think, in terms of getting updates on injuries. As far as we know, now, though, I don't think any of the injuries Saturday were super serious. As, it was as far as we know. strange to watch every single member of the offensive line this time. What the hell are we doing there, man? Except for Big Baby. Big Baby was the only one that didn't limp off the field. And Georgia Tech did too. I, I, is that happening in college football because of the weird offseason? I mean, yeah. I, I, it seemed like both players on both teams were constantly going down. Kristen writes, this stat is insane. It shows that over the last four seasons of opening games, we do absolutely nothing the second half as far as adjustments go. First half, FSU 51, opponents 46. Second half, FSU 3, opponents 54. Wow, is that true? I guess it would be. Alabama, they didn't score in the second half against Alabama, didn't score in the second half against Boise or Virginia. I think Virginia Tech, they kicked a field goal in the second half, right? No, they yeah, didn't. When they did they didn't. kick the field goal? They, they kicked, kicked the some... field goal after the Nooney non-touchdown. Oh, right. They got down to the five on Cam's 90-yard run and then had that, that ridiculous that fourth down call. Goal. That's the field goal he's referencing, right? No, the field goal was in the first half. So, yeah, that's right. They've scored three points in four second-half seasons. I mean, come on. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. In four season openers, they've scored a grand total of three second half points in four straight season openers. In an eight murders row besides Alabama. That's a toughie. Good. Roger writes at least least there was no turnover backpack. 
That's true. That's yeah, true. what did they do? They, did they didn't do anything. Thing? They act oh. like men. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Bob, Bob writes, gents, what are the chances that this team is ass sorry enough to qualify for one of Miami's inexplicable losses this year? <laughs> Hash, hashtag special teams for that ass. Hashtag at least we line up. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. Had all 11 guys on the field every play, and special teams was really good. That is important. John writes, currently 26 out of 41 for total defense. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> oh, yeah, they're God. top 26 defense right now. Uh, Jason writes, who was laughing harder this week? And Willie Taggart still cashing FSU's checks while his successor lost a home opener? Or Bill Belichick watching Tom Brady toss a pick six in Tampa while he won with Cam Newton? Oh, boy. That's good. That good try, good. man. Hey, Brady will come back. He's, he's a competitor. He's only 43. And I think uh, at the end of the day, I think Mike Norvell is going to have a more successful coaching career than Willie Tackett. I, I think that's true. Nathaniel writes, howdy, fellas, in South Georgia redneck Karen. What's the latest on Chubba's projected return? It may sound hyperbolic, but I honestly believe he's the only quarterback on the roster with potential to help us this year. Damn it, man. Thanks for all you guys do. So, listen, I got – I, I want to say this. I was, I was informed that – that that even though there was a, an initial setback that you referred to uh, last hour, Corey, with the with the collarbone and all that with the infection, that that Chuba has been instructed that he is he is to be there at practice while rehabbing and and paying close attention this week. Uh, I do think they are going to, if at all possible, expedite that process. I do. I don't think it makes more sense for him to play the next week, though. Get him extensive reps the next week against whoever, Jacksonville, Jacksonville State. State. Yeah, well, I'm not saying he's going to play against Miami, but I do think they okay. are rushing this process. I, I th- He I, might not play at all once Travis Jay takes the hold of the takes the reins. Yeah, well, they got to figure something out. I would do a hodgepodge of everything. I'd have Travis Jay, uh, Jordan Travis, Tate Rodemaker. I'd throw Wyatt Rector back in there. Parker Grothouse. I, I mean, yeah, I'd have everybody under the sun back there not named James Blackman. The Australian, have him run around some. He yeah, can kick yeah. the ball. Maybe he can this throw it. The worst, just kick the hell out of it on second down. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to get sacked. Just kick it. Just kick <laughs> hey, it well, while we, while we have it backed up. A little quick kick for that ass. Seminole Headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Zach writes, Jeff, and possibly Corey, because you grew up watching and going to Knowles games. As a fan, do you feel the same way I feel, which is simply exhausted? I'm exhausted watching guys who have been here for three to four years making the same mistakes with the game on the line. Exhausted watching the team wilt away when any sort of adversity hits. It's just not fun. Do you think starting a new quarterback would help? I think the fan base would be excited. Why not go ahead and just play for the future? Well, I'm all in on that, by the way, and I would identify guys that have a whole bunch of moxie and what for to them that aren't going to get down the first time they lose a game or something bad happens in a said game, and I'm going to run their ass out there and play for next year and the year after. I mean, take your lumps and let's go. Find out who those guys are. Now, again, I get you have to be careful. There are certain kids that you're certainly not going to want to ostracize who have put the time and the effort and they have the right attitudes, and then in some ways they can help you. But I'm playing more of the younger kids, especially if I identify a Stephen Dix Jr. who's got a whole lot of mistakes to make but a lot of ability and a whole bunch of get you some. And we said that back in the spring. I'm telling you, they got to find those guys and play the hell out of them. 
Yeah, I thought Renardo Green, I mean, I'm sure he made some mistakes, but I thought he's a guy that's going to go, he's going to go find the football and, and try to deliver an impact. Yeah, I agree with you. Find those guys. And, and people can live with mistakes if they feel like they're playing for the future. People can't watch the same thing play out over and over and over again. Agreed. Ryan writes, hi, guys. Thanks again for helping us get through the pandemic and make it to the season. No real question, but thought it was really cool that Warren Thompson paid Norvell back for giving him fourth fourth chance on the team. <laughs> yeah, hey, all right. Yeah, Warren, Warren and JB are going to be the two uh, punching bags, which well, uh, it comes with the territory. Uh, but Warren doesn't get any sympathy, unlike JB. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's a good point. And to the other questioner's point, yes, it is exhausting. It's Trevor. exhausting, frustrating, depressing. I feel like I didn't appreciate 2014 as much as I should have. I don't know. Like, it's just, we're not, we didn't sign up for this. Let's go. Let's turn this thing around. Trevor writes, hey, gents, your thoughts on the defensive play calling. I thought Fuller was supposed to be aggressive, not Charmin soft. Yeah, that, you know, it's a, it's a combination of things. I mean, I think you, you, they, I think they thought that, first of all, I thought they think, I think they thought they'd get more pressure with their front four, which they didn't. And I think that, the idea of having the defensive backs facing him and trying to confuse him with coverage was the way to go. Um, and it worked in a few moments. I mean, and the, look, the other thing is, again, it, it's hard to say they were totally wrong on what they did. They had zero points with like eight minutes to go in the third quarter. I mean, it's not like – I mean, they did have a lot of yards earlier, but they're, they're, the approach – with what you're doing with that approach – is playing zone and trying to confuse him with coverages is you're trying to get him to make a mistake. You're, you're assuming he's not going to make 12, 13 straight plays down the field to beat you. And at some point he's going to make a mistake. And that is what happened in the first half. He threw those interceptions. Um, so, you know, if you rush up field, try to make big plays, try to sack him, I get the idea there, but then if he leaks out and breaks a 60 yard run, now you made a mistake there as well. So, I think they they I think they may be more aggressive in other games. Um, I'm not going to. Corey talked about not want to, wanting to throw out James Blackman after one game. Uh, if you're Mike Norvell, I think as a fan base, yeah. you need to look at Adam Fuller and ex see what happens over the course. Of I was going to say you better qualify that because if somebody didn't in listen to the first hour, they'd be like, "What did Corey just say? <laughs> it's been 30 games." Michael writes, gentlemen, Groundhog Day sucks, but the difference feels like this team was coached well and buttoned up. Do you take solace in that, or is it just a striking realization that we simply do not have enough talent to execute? Man, you have enough talent to beat Georgia Tech. But look, it's not, it's not talent commiserate with what Florida State fans are used to. You still have more talent than Georgia Tech, Louisville, NC State. You still have talent to beat these teams. So go – I get it, and it's one coach, and he didn't have an offseason – but the yeah, talent is off season's kind of a big deal, especially when you're installing a brand new sure, offense with a quarterback sure, that is suspect and an offensive line that can't play. When they this lose, is, when they lose more games this year, by and large, it's not going to be because of a talent disparity. Miami, oh, it might be. Miami, Notre Dame, it will be. Talented, Clemson's more talented. Notre Dame's more talented. That's it. That's the I end of this list. I, yeah, I don't think Florida State's appreciably more talented than North Carolina right now. Yeah, maybe, but I don't think they're appreciably they're less talented. They're not, I, I don't think they are at the most important position on the field for sure. Don't say yeah. that. Sam Howell, the, and, the, the, the Sam Howell Blackman debate is going to be raging forever. Yeah, if the other if the other teams got a better quarterback, it's a big difference. And Florida State's not not nearly as talented, I think, as a lot of people think they are over across the board. 
Steve writes, do you guys think Notre Dame will have a true freshman quarterback start and beat our much-hyped and vaunted D to open 2021? <laughs> uh, probably, right? I mean, that, that's just the and, – and I can't wait to see how many points Florida State doesn't score in the second half of that game. Dale writes, the play of our defensive line was the most alarming thing on Saturday. Please talk me off the ledge. I can't – I thought our defensive line was not very good. They'll be fine in the middle, but, boy, off the edges, those ends are still pedestrian at best. And we still don't have a pass rush. You're going to have to generate one through blitzing. You have to generate one really just by using exotics because they're not going to get one with the front four. And then that opens you up to some other problems. But I would do it. Jeff writes, my fellow lovers of pie, your work through COVID has been some of the best yet. Great job helping us through the tough times. Do you think Coach Norvell is regretting his decision to allow Chubba to go full contact right about now? I don't think so. I mean, I... It's a really unfortunate thing to have happen. But if you wanted to start him in the first game, you were going to have to get him hit and let him go live, I think, to some extent anyhow. Yeah, I mean, that's the only really way you'd sell it to the team for the, for them to believe, hey, we need to go with this guy because you look, hey, look what he gives us when he runs the football. If you don't do that, if he's just going to be dropping back right. in practice and, and nobody can touch him, you would never even be able to sell it to the team. So, yeah, I don't think he regrets it. Raymond writes, it's hindsight, but this all could have been avoided had the ACC just followed the Big Ten model and postponed indefinitely. My Saturdays were once a what if, and now yeah. we know this rebuild is a couple of years away. Anyways, back to eating and drinking in excess and blaming the weight gain on the quarantine. Thanks for keeping us informed, Jeff, Ira, and Corey. Go Knowles. Thank oh, you, That's Raymond. very nice. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, Good stuff. That was solid. We'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Hang in. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Let's get some more in here, boys, before we call it a day. David writes, Seymour, Jeff, tell us frankly, guys, no more of this should beat Duke, should beat NC State, and other nonsense. Is FSU finally at rock bottom? I live in Winston-Salem, and I want to know. How can someone like Wake Forest put together a 500 team most years with that recruiting, playing basically the same schedule? And FSU with five-star first-rounders on the defensive line can't even stop a single third or fourth and short. Worst offensive line from last year. Thanks for all you do. Yeah, the short-yarded situations were devastating. They were four of five in those situations. They converted big on third down as well. Uh, that was an, uh, Listen, the defensive line did not live up to the billing. Uh, I thought Marvin, when I went back and watched, really got hurt by having to flex out to end at times. So that wasn't good because yeah. he wasn't back where he was supposed to be. When he was where he was supposed to be, uh, he caused one of those interceptions almost yeah. by himself, by the way. So I think Marvin is solid. Corey Durden hasn't been at full strength in camp, and that showed because he looked terrible in this game. They got really nothing else from anybody else. Uh, Coop was average. Coop was average. Um I don't know what happened there. Maybe it seemed like just, it seemed like it seemed like to me as Georgia Tech got confidence and realized that they could play with those guys, they got much more aggressive and physical. And it didn't seem like FSU's defensive line responded to the challenge. That's what I saw. Now maybe they will. I'm sure they'll be challenged this week going into. But the I would say that rock bottom was last year. The last two years, it's just it's hard to get off rock bottom for a while. I don't. This is the culmination of what's happened the last couple of years. You're at the floor. We don't know how long you're going to be at the floor. Like Andy, every other loss isn't isn't more. You're not digging deeper. You're as bo- you're as low as you. I think the program can go. But when are you going to start stepping up and start walking up a any sort of hill again? Well, and that's the point. The last you weren't going to get better with the last staff. Is yeah, my yeah, point. yeah. So yeah. now at least you have a staff that can put things in the right direction. 
that's what Wake Forest did. I mean, Wake Forest has a good coaching staff. And I think Florida, Georgia Tech's got a good coaching staff. Florida State now has a good coaching staff. You know, I'm going to have to revise the character of Florida State being in the back alley, drunk, laying up against the dumpster. Wake Forest walks by, sees drunken Florida State laying on the ground. After all these years of being on the wrong end of it, they just kick Florida State in the face, laugh at him. We're too drunk to get up and do anything about it. Next thing you know, Duke walks by, spits on your chest, laughs yeah. at you. That's the moment you got to get sober, Corey. That's yeah. the moment you got to go to rehab. That's the moment you got to get help for yourself. It can't get worse than this. The dregs of the earth are walking by and just kicking you and giggling Money, about it, knowing you can't do been, anything about it. It's been about three years of clarity. We've had our clarity. We've had our mo enough moments you know, of clarity. It, it, you know, and I'm not making a joke of this, but if you've ever known anybody that's had to go to rehab or have had an addiction problem, relapse is a real thing. Well, and golly, I just think, man, I, I, I'm, I, it's preposterous. It's preposterous where, where, where it is, where we are. Georgia <laughs> Tech is not a good football team. <laughs> but they had continuity of staff. Oh, I know. COVID. I know. COVID. All right, Marlon writes, okay, boys, we're in real trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to start it. I like the way we just lost to the worst team in the ACC. So what does that make us? The offensive yeah. line continues to be ass sorry. No pass rush. Linebackers failed to cover in space. JB1 has regressed. His indecision gets him in trouble. The coaching was so-so. We abandoned the run and got pass happy. We should have slowed down the game and won 13-10. to 10. See you all down here in Miami. Where are we going to turn it around and beat them Canes? Go Noles! <laughs> yep, yep. Stay positive, guys. Stay Mar positive. Marlon, I don't think we abandoned the run. We cannot run. There is – they didn't abandon the run. We cannot run. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't need to see James Blackman throwing 45 passes either. No, so. but I don't need to see James Blackman starting football games, well, period. That's, that's fair. summertime, so there we go. I'll stick by that. Uh, Steve writes, gentlemen, I had my first legal beer in the stands, drank from 2019 cup and watched the 2019 game. And I was <laughs> <laughs> he said he was thankful for it, by the way. Good. Yeah. I wonder if he had a mask. I wonder if he was one of the ones with the masks. That would have been one of two. Uh, <laughs> court writes, a huge play in the game was the Thompson third down drop on the second drive. Agreed, Court. What no one seems to be talking about is the fact that we got the next playoff before the review. How yep. does that happen? Couldn't help yep. but think about the non-reviews during the Virginia Tech game. Yeah, yep. and the, and there was a there was a there were they didn't review the lateral early in the game on Georgia Tech. It should have been a fumble. That didn't get reviewed. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was because they've blown it dead. So I don't know if it was a clear recovery. But yeah, man, who knows? Who knows how the rhyme or reason to win a referee? I, literally, if you get the playoff. Before they blow the whistle dead, that's supposed to be it. But no, no, they went back. I didn't know you could go back after a play had been run and say, wait, we're going to review the previous play if Thomas, a whistle hadn't been blown. But we saw history. Thomas writes, minus Jacksonville State, would you trade starting quarterbacks with every other opponent on the schedule this year? Do we know what Jacksonville State has? Are we sure? Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, we've seen a lot think, of kids come in from small schools and look better than James. I think yeah. they have a tra I think they have a D1 transfer quarterback. So, yeah. Oh, would, oh would, boy. Would, that's a problem. Listen, some of you guys wrote in, and I didn't get to you, but I understand we all want to weigh in after a game like this. I will use some of these ones that I didn't get to, if they're pertinent, uh, for next week during the bye week. We'll get to a few more because I feel kind of bad. There were a lot of questions, but there was a lot to cover this week, and um, we didn't get to everybody, all right? 
You know, it just happens. I don't want any nonsense out of you, Corey, blaming me for this. No, no, it wasn't your fault, buddy. It's, 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 we had like 60-something questions. We can't get to all those in, I can't in an get hour. To all 60. Once we get in season, I forget how busy it gets. But we do love everybody that listens and responds and, and, and adds to the program with their questions. We do appreciate that. I mean that sincerely. I know it's tough out there. I, I, I get it. I'm with, I'm with Corey. It's tiresome. It's difficult to stomach, man. Hey, it's, it's exhausting. I, I'm going to throw one quick thing out to you, Jeff. And okay. Corey, you're not Corey. You're not allowed to ask. You're not in a good place right now. And I'm I can not just see at that. all. I apologize. I just, you can see it in my face. I need you to just go to your room. All right, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to even listen. I'm just, hey, just going to stare up. I, I, I knew what yeah. kind of Corey we were getting today. When he popped up on the on the Zoom call and I looked at him, I said, that man is still beleaguered. Yeah. He is yeah. still beaten down. He looks it's, hurt. It's almost like it's mounting over time. Like he's, he's yeah. going through the stages. So, yeah. Jeff, Jeff, if it's some point in the next few weeks – well, all right, in the next few weeks, do you expect to see different quarterbacks playing quarterback for Florida State? Yes. Okay. If that happens, could that change your outlook about what you expect to see on Saturdays in a positive manner from what we just saw? Yes. There you go. There's reason to hope, everybody. There's reason for hope. Now – Oh, not, no, he's going to hey, qualify. Sir, sir, I am, the, I am asking okay, the questions all here. Right, yeah. I'm, on, the I'm on the stand. I'm yes. answering questions honestly. The yes. answer is yes to both of those. Sorry. All right. Dress my case. There yep. we go. That's a, good, that's a good way to end. For Corey and Ira, I'm Jeff. Hang <laughs> in. Chin up, everybody. Hang in there. It's okay. We'll be all right. Maybe. Talk to you next time. <laughs> Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.